Praise God. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You're listening to Missionary for Christ, Word of Faith Church. This is the Bible class hour. Good evening to everybody. Amen. Amen. Let's begin with the word of prayer. God, our Father, we come on today, God, to tell you thank you. Thank you, God, for all that you have done for us. Thank you for the things that you're doing. And, God, we thank you in advance for the things that you're going to do as we get ready for Bible study tonight. We pray, God, that you would open our hearts, our minds, Father God, to be receptive to your word, God. And we pray, God, that you bless our teacher on tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, everybody, oh, you're in the hands of Pastor Lena. Amen. Good evening, good evening, everybody. Good evening. We're going to continue our study of talking about the believer authority. And if we just backtrack a little bit from last week, um, we found that God gave man dominion. Um, and dominion simply is another term for authority. Um, he got... Um, um, also, we also found out that God's desire for man has always been to bless us. Um, he's such a loving father that he has even entrusted us uh, with his divine authority um, that he calls us sons and daughters. Um, and then we went on to find out that the central part of our mandate and our commission as believers is to be fruitful and multiply. Now, as we look at that fruitful and multiply, we know that it's not just pertaining to um, a physical fruitfulness and multiplication of a family, of individuals, of human beings, but it's also to be fruitful and multiply in the kingdom as believers. Amen? So today we're going to Amen. talk a little bit about the purpose of our authority as believers. Um, again, looking, I think we used the scripture last week, looking at Genesis 1, verses 26 through 28. And, oh, boy. Verses 1, I mean, chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. And I'll just read that right swiftly. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Verse 28 says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God's purpose for uh, man's authority is um, he's given it to us. He instituted this in the very beginning, and it is a critical ingredient to our calling as believers. It's a, a critical ingredient to our walk as believers because um, if we don't walk in the authority that God has given us, we will always find ourselves subject to the ways and to the uh, to the ways of 
of the devil. Amen? Um, as God, God created us in his likeness and his image, he, he went on to say that everything uh, belongs to you, Christ, meaning us. We belong to him. Amen. Okay. So, um, be approved when multiplied is again one of the key um, components to our walk. And again, it's not just being biologically uh, re- reproducing, but as believers, we should be um, help converting others into the family of Christ. Um, as disciples, we should help produce other disciples for the work of ministry. As leaders, we should produce other leaders um, for the kingdom. Um, this is a part of the mandate that God has given us as believers. This is one of the things that he wants us to walk in. Genesis 1 and 11, if someone could find that one, and then someone could find Matthew 28, 18. One and eleven says, and then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the earth that yields seeds, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. Okay. So um, going back, is it's amazing. I hadn't even um, considered the fact that that was a part of pastor's message on Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Talking about that seed. Um so here, Genesis 1 and 11, uh, we're called to reproduce according to its kind. So I'm a believer, so I should seek to help produce other believers. I call myself a disciple in the kingdom. I should seek to, to uh, produce other disciples. Um, we're called to do a work. Um, and I've said this before. Often we as believers sometimes after we are saved and we've accepted the Lord as our Savior, we just have a tendency to come into the church and we sit on our stools or do nothing and do nothing. And we sit back and we can point the finger and or um, talk about what someone else should do um, as it pertains to the things that are happening in our earth. We see a lot of, and I've said this before, we see a lot of, of violence going on in, in our communities, but are we being um, a visual Christ in our communities. Can people look to us um, and see that we're different and not different because we're wearing different clothes or different because they hear different music coming from our vehicles or coming from our homes, but different because we are demonstrating the love of Christ, because we are demonstrating love despite what happens. Um, Going back to Reverend Milton's uh, message about uh, about being a good neighbor and loving your neighbor, are we demonstrating that? Because when you demonstrate that, then that, that, that causes people to uh, wonder, what is it about you that makes you different? And that's an open door, an open segue for you to be able to then help bring them into the family, help bring the, old, the people that have not been converted, you bring them into conversion into the family of Christ. And we have the authority to do that because God has given us this authority. Um, The Great Commission, which is um, one of the the standards in which Missionaries for Christ uh, Foundation is built on. 
which is Matthew 28 and 18 and 20. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. And so, amen, and that's the end of that. And so with that, with those um, three verses, which is our great commission, he not only mentions reproducing the number of disciples, but he started the passage with a statement of his authority. He says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, okay? And then he goes on to, um, to give the mandate of what it is that we are supposed to do. Um, Genesis, do you see how Genesis mirrors what uh, Matthew says? The mandate in both places includes authority, which is a necessary ingredient for us as believers. And authority can be utilized or, or spoken of when you look at it in different versions of the Bible. In the King James Version, it says, have dominion. Um, in the NIV Version of the Bible, it says, rule. In the New Living Translation, it says, reign. Uh, in the Amplified Version, it says, have complete authority. However it is spoken, it is still saying that we have authority. This authority has been given to us. Um, I think it was Pastor Hicks that was talking about the keys. Whoever holds the keys have the power. And so God has given us the key to um, be able to walk in the, in the light that he has called us. Going back to last week's lesson, talking about how he, he wanted all things for us. He wanted all good things for us as believers. As a matter of fact, it came out of Peter, and it says God has given us all, given us, um, all things pertaining to life and godliness. He's given us everything that we need um, to be able to walk this walk. And in walking, being able to walk this walk, one of the things he gave us was authority, and which is power. And having this authority and power of Christ, we can overcome um, a lot of things that uh, the enemy set out as a trap to, uh, to go not against us as individuals, but you remember the fight is between him and God. So it, he set out a, a, a lot of things that he set up to try to derail us, to get us off track, we can combat those things. Or we can see them before they happen, or we can get an inkling of them before it comes up and we fall into the ditch. And when I say that, I think about Job, that even how the enemy attacked his body and took his family and, and just uh, took him to a point where um, I just would believe the average person probably would have been at the point where Job was, just went on and obeyed his wife and cursed God and died. But Job's heart was so connected to God. Job's faith was so strong in God. He says, all of my appointed time, I'm going to trust. I am going to trust God. I'm going to trust his word. I'm going to trust what it is I know. And as believers, when we get to that point where we trust God, regardless of what the situation is, we begin to walk in a different vein of authority. Because not only do we trust God, we, for me personally, when I get to that point, I walk in a, a uh, a bolder uh, character of Christ. I feel like, I, I mean, I get to the point where I can remember where I talked about um, before when we were experiencing um, homelessness, how I would fight a bear, you know, because I, I wasn't going to take nothing from anybody that was trying to destroy or interfere with what God had in store for me and my family. And so I, um, 
my boldness became uh, 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 stronger as I realized my authority in Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, I like how the living trans. I mean, not the living. The uh, Message Bible. Sometimes I like to read that one because it gives us uh, a different view, a different way, or a more common way of saying what the other version says. But if we look at the Message Bible, um, same verse of scripture, Matthew 28, it says, "God bless them, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge." Be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds of the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. And I like how it's written because it says prosper, and then it has an exclamation point, which means when you have an exclamation point, it means strong, uh, authority is it, demanding. Prosper. You know, and sometimes I think we've gotten because um, there, there's been a little misconception on the idea of prosper, and so the misconception that has, has transpired translated throughout the Christian walk about prosper, prosperity um, has turned some people away from prosperity, thinking that we're not supposed to, but that's not God's will. Because, again, going back to the, to the beginning, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they had everything, everything, okay? Yeah. Everything that they needed, they had it. You know, and then even after Adam messed up and, and and God had to redo things, and, and he sent Jesus. He came, Jesus came, and then in Peter, he told us that he gave us everything again. So it is his will for us to live a prosperous life at our level of prosperity that we desire. It says prosper, reproduce, you know, given a command, fill the earth, take charge. What do we want to fill the earth with? We don't want to just fill the earth with our natural children, but we want to fill the earth with spiritual children. Uh, uh, people who come to us or come into our presence, and we help to disciple them. We help to get them uh, converted. We help to get their mindsets changed, and then that they become a part of the kingdom so that the kingdom of God can be enlarged, so that the kingdom of God can grow. And the more it grows, like, and I always say this, the more believers you have on your block, the better your block should be, you know? And so if, if I'm a believer, and I live on this block, I should be trying to help convert the other people in my block to be believers as well, you know. And it doesn't mean that we're going to do or uh, uh, use some of the tactics that uh, some of the other groups use, like going from door to door, or we might go from door to door. But I should live a life that is, has such a great example that people would want to know more. People want to come and be my friends and just figure out and get close to me and see how I can live such a loving and a peaceful and a, a, a good life, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just work at McDonald's, but you show, uh, look like you do well. You look like everything's going good in your life. How, you know, how did you get it like this? You know, and then I could, that opens the door so I could then begin to tell them about my God, who supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Amen? Amen. Uh, God's intention for us as believers, again, is to prosper, to reproduce, to fill the earth, to take charge, and be responsible for everything that he makes. That's, that's what his agenda is for us. That's what his call is for us. Um, some of us may have gotten a little confused because, again, 
I, I just want to believe that the enemy began to take uh, words like prosperity and 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 some of the words that 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 Jews that connected with that, and he began to transpose it to a way that it became um, an, an evil, appeared to be evil thing to be prosperous. Um, but prosperity is, is really at your level of desire, you know, because wherever you're comfortable at, that's your level of prosperity. And you're not just being prosperous, prosperous in finances. You're prosperous in your health, okay? You're prosperous in your mental ability. You know, you, it's a full thing about being prosperous. It's not just having a lot of money because we know a lot of people that have a lot of money and they, they're really not prosperous. They just have a lot of money, amen, because they have no joy. They have no peace. They have no comfort, you know. They're uh, 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 just unhappy. Amen? Um, Let's look at Leviticus, the 26th chapter, and we want to look at verses 7 through 9. Leviticus, the 26th chapter, verses 7 through 9. The 26th chapter? Yes, ma'am. It says, You will chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. For I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you, and confirm my covenant with you. Okay. So, here... God mentions several benefits of walking in a covenant relationship with him, okay? So um, in, having, in, in order to actually have the authority of Christ, you have to be in relationship with him, okay? Um, you, you've chosen him as your Lord and Savior. You are uh, seeking to live a life that is pleasing to him. You're studying his word. You're doing all the things that you uh, think you should do as a believer to help convert others and to share God's word with others. And, and most of all, you're seeking to make him happy with you. Amen. And so he gives us Amen. in order to um, actually uh, carry out this mandate. Again, we have to have this covenant relationship. He says, and as you walk in this covenant relationship, he's going to give us some benefits. So one of the benefits that he gives us is that he says, I will give you victory over your enemies in our covenant relationship. He says, I will look upon you and give you favor. He goes on to say, I will make you fruitful. Okay? And then lastly, he tells us that he will um, multiply you. Okay? So these are some benefits of being God's child. These are some benefits of being in relationship with him. These are some benefits that we have, that we get to have walking in his authority. Now, he, he never, it was never his will for us to be subject to the little kings of this earth. But walking in his authority means that he's going to give us victory. He's going to give us favor. Amen. He's going to give us, he's going to allow us to uh, be fruitful. Amen. These are the things that God Amen. has already said in his word for us. Um, and we, it's up to us to seek the word out and then live it out, walk it out, walk through what it is God said. God has also, he didn't just give us uh, um, 
the things that that the uh, benefits of his covenant, he goes on to even give us mighty weapons for the victory in our warfare because we know that the warfare that we fight is not a natural war, it's a spiritual war. Okay, so in order to uh, walk in your authority, you're gonna have to have you're gonna uh, encounter some warfare. So in doing this warfare, you have to have the right weapon. Uh, if you are in a, a sword fight, you can't go to a sword fight with a gun. If you're in a gun fight, you can't go to a gun fight with an axe. You know, whatever type of fight you're in, you have to go to that fight with the right equipment. The equipment that we need for our spiritual war, our spiritual weapons. And guess what? He gave us the weapons too. So he ain't just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, because you're in covenant with me, I'm going to allow you to be able to overcome, and I'm going to allow you to be uh, have favor, and I'm going to give you this, that, and the other. He says, I'm also going to, as I prepare you for this war, I'm going to give you the, the equipment to fight the war. Amen? Just like Amen. our army, just like our armed services, when people go into the armed services, they first prepare them for the war, for the fight, and after they prepare them for the fight, they give them the equipment that they need to fight with. So if I go to the Army, I don't have to carry my own gun because they're going to provide one for me. And they're going to train me to be able to fight the war that I'm facing. So God is the same way he, he trains us. We study his word, and through his word we get our training about the war. And then as we get our training about the war, he then makes sure we have the right equipment to fight with. Let's look at Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 3 through 4. Second Corinthians, the tenth chapter. Am I going too fast? Anybody got any questions? I'm sorry. Y'all know I just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let me slow down. I'll slow down. I just get so excited uh, about the lesson, and I like this authority thing uh, because I just think that I, I don't. I just feel like as believers, a lot of times we don't utilize our full authority. You know. Um, uh-huh. We we say things out of our mouths and we, but I don't think we really practice our full authority. We can say because we say a lot of things. We have a lot of uh, churchy cliches that we we use that we picked up and adopted. You know, I'm blessed and highly favored, and uh, I'm healed by by His stripes. I'm healed. But do you really walk in that authority? You know what I'm saying? Do you actually stand on the promises of God's word when you say that, or are you just saying something? but in your heart you don't truly believe it. Amen. So let's look at our weapons in the warfare. Second Corinthians, the 10th chapter. My iPad is dead, so I'm flipping pages tonight. Verse what? Um, the 10th chapter, we're going to read just verses 3 and 4. Um, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Okay. So although we walk in the flesh, we don't necessarily war in the flesh. I, I, I believe that's why as believers, when situations occur, before we should try to act, we should try to seek it. He can see what it means in a spiritual form before always acting in our natural form. 
So if some if something occurs, something comes up, somebody uh, drives and cuts you off or, or whatever, I think we should seek to ask God for a spiritual understanding before we react. Um, because a lot of times um, people do things based on what's happening with them. For instance, we were in a... Where were we at? Somewhere. I don't know where I was at. But a a very different-looking person walked into this place. And you could see by the person's appearance and the way that their facial uh, expression was that this person's mind was not probably in the right place. Um, Not necessarily an evil place, but just a lost place. And... um, some people had to had got up and they started moving and, and started running away, only to find out later that this person actually was ill. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we react uh, in our natural man before we seek God in our spirit to see how we should uh, react to particular situations. Now, don't get me wrong. Some situations are going to come quick. And, and in our human nature, we just don't act. And, you know, it's a practice that we think before we act. You know, it's something we have to consciously start training ourselves to do because our natural man is to protect yourself and you are instantly on protect mode. But we got to get off that natural man's ideology and try to seek to be on a spiritual uh, 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 realm of things and therefore we'll be able to seek God even in a quick moment for direction before we react. Well, maybe you can before you can get out of your house or go to wherever you're going. Amen? Um, Amen. So we don't, we don't, uh, Corinthians, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. Did you read that already? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I got a little confused. Sorry. So um, with 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4, it says, God has given us mighty weapons for victory in spiritual warfare, okay? So when we look at this this particular passage, we see it says our warfare is uh, not a natural war, not according to our flesh. Uh, our weapons are mighty in who? God. They're mighty in God. Mighty in God. So we're, we're, we're not using our own weapons. We're not using weapons that's been made by man. We're using God's weapons. One thing about God, he never loses. Amen? So we got his weapons. We got Amen. weapons that is beyond our own imagination. Amen. Um, Amen. Our weapons are able to pull down Satan's stronghold. The weapons that we have from God are mighty enough to cancel his, Satan's assignment, to cancel his 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 daggers that he's shooting at us, to cancel them um, on attack. So when they come up again, we can fight them with God's with God's weapons, not our own weapons. Um, in Exodus 22 and 23 and 23, I mean 22, 23, 22, slow down, Lena. God promises that he will be, um, God promises that he will be, he will be an enemy to our enemy. That's his promise to us. 
He's going to take care of the enemy for us. You know, but we have to we have to prepare ourselves for the battle. Amen. Because the again, our weapons are through Him, and with the weapons that He has for us, we're able to overcome and to supersede the attacks that the enemy has coming at us. Amen. Amen. Twenty three, twenty two. Mm-hmm. Okay. You Blesses everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Amen. 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 So in Psalms um, 128, um, one through four, God gives us again um, some things for us. Um, we we need like I think as human beings, I think sometimes we need a security blanket, um, and God provides that for us. Um, he starts out by saying, um, "Bless." Bless, another word that we could use for blessed is happy. <laughs> happy is everyone who um, fears the Lord. And when we're talking about fear the Lord, we don't mean like fear him like he's going to strike us down, but we have a fear and reverence of who he is in honor of his authority, in honor of his uh, power in the, in the earth. Amen? And in Amen. our lives. Amen. Um, um, happy uh, again happy and well fruited and children and fierce these are all things that he uh, gives to us as his children being fruitful um, our children um, sometimes people have a, a poor idea of children and we can see that by um, how much abuse we have, how, bu- how many, how our children today are so abused, um, mentally, physically, emotionally abused, how our children are. We have so much. And I didn't know this was happening. I just really got a clear idea of all this happening, how much sex trafficking of children that's being, uh, that's taking place right now. And even how, um, our illustrious president has the, has those children um, locked away in the what cages or something? You know, God values children. God loves Amen. children. You know, Amen. and for this to be happening to children, I'm just sure that this does not sit well with our father. 
and those who um, abuse children and and mistreat children are going to reap the uh, the repercussions of their behavior. And when they get it, I promise you, it's going to be something. And not just children, but people. Period. But I just because the scripture was talking about children, it just kind of took my mind to um, how I see so much um, abuse and and things with children. I saw a video just the other day about how this um, how these two gentlemen were um, were bothering children sexually, and it was so horrible that um, the children, the way that they they were um, bothering these children, um, and and it was okay. Like this one guy, he he did it for twenty six years before he was caught. You know, and then the other one, he he's talking about it's been over five hundred children. I was like, and this is sad because God loves children. Amen. 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 Um, <clears throat> blessed is everyone who hears the Lord and who walks in his ways. God is looking for us to walk in his ways. And so then you say, what are the ways of God? Well, we, we find out what his ways are through his word. When we read his word, his word gives us directions and directives for our lives so that we can live lives that, uh, that's pleasing to him. And we manage to do that through his word, through studying his word, through reading his word, through hearing his word. Um, I often say, okay, you may not have time to sit down and do a lot of Bible reading, but technology has brought the Bible a long way. You can put it on the radio on your phone, or you can put it on your uh, uh, iPad. You can put it on your on CD and listen to the Bible, listen to God's word, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of believers are are ignorant to what the word says, and because we're ignorant to what the word says to us and and the authority that is given to us through the word, we're a, we're easily tricked by the enemy. You know, yeah. it's easy to trick us up because we don't know what the word says. Um, I can remember when um when we were living in the city, and at one point we Jehovah Witnesses had come by our house. And my, my mom was living back then, and so the Jehovah Witnesses came by, and when they rang the doorbell, I went and got my Bible. And I sat out there on the front porch, and my mama said, when I got done talking with the Jehovah Witnesses, she said, they ain't never coming back to our house. And they did. <laughs> because, what it, I mean, they had their Bible, and I had my Bible, you know, and I had the Bible that I, that I study out of. And so when we began to have conversation, I could converse, converse with you. Because I know what the Bible says to me, Amen. And so, if we're not Amen. if we're not careful, um, and not just the Jehovah Witnesses, but many other groups who do not uh, adhere to the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, um, will can easily persuade or trick people into following their way. Um, uh, I can remember a young man saying that uh, when he was locked up in prison. He said, "Did no, did no Christians come and see me? The only people came and talked to me were the uh, Muslims, you know." And I, I was a little saddened by that, but uh, we have to get out, and we have to be willing participants in helping to convert and to help integrate others into the family of Christ. Amen. We don't get this authority just so that we can live this prosperous life and just walk in our own prosperity and just be happy. Amen. He told us to be fruitful Amen. and multiply. 
And in that multiplication, we are multiplying not just in the natural sense of, of our families, but we're also multiplying in a spiritual sense. So we are multiplying in the faith of bringing other believers into the family of Christ. Amen. Disciples Amen. make leaders. Converts make converts. Amen. Amen. Um, as we continue on to uh, follow through on this particular um, idea of, of being fruitful and multiplying, um, think about yourself. Let's do a little self-evaluation and consider to what extent are you bearing fruit right now for the kingdom? What can you just think, take a couple of minutes and just think about from last week to this? Well, oh, let's go back from the beginning of the year to now. Give you a good span of time. You know, how many people have you shared the gospel with? How many people have you, uh, you think you've influenced to want to be uh, a part of the kingdom? You know, and if you if you can't come up with a number of people, if you can't think of at least one person that you shared the gospel with, and here we are in the eighth month of the year, that means that you got some work to do. Because Amen. each of us should be sharing the gospel with somebody. Each of us should be seeking to bring others into the into the family of Christ. You know, not just waiting for the people to come to the church, but we should be going out the church because the church we are the church. So we're not waiting for people to come into the building to, to worship with us. We should be out in the community. And you don't have to do, make no special trip. Look on your block where you live, in your building where you live, on your job where you work, at the store that you frequent on a very uh, regular basis. Do you share the gospel with any people that you meet? And when I say share the gospel, I don't necessarily mean that you're you're going in there with your Bible and you telling them they got to repent and be saved. You know, I remember a gentleman that used to be on the bus stop on the L, and that was his that was his message: repent and be saved. And and you know, and I, his message was good for his time. You know, but we can carry a message of love, amen. Because I, I believe that our our world is devoid of love, and so if we as to 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 disperse more love in our and everywhere we go, we disperse yes. more and more love, that love will begin to become contagious and others will begin to learn how to love. Amen? Amen. Any questions? Amen. Anybody have anything they want to share? Uh-uh. All right. Nope. The Bible describes our Heavenly Father as exceedingly generous and extravagant in his blessings. But some people still see him as a a miserly and hard to please. Um, Reflect on these two passages this week. The message, um, reflect on these two passages for this week. I'm going to ask you to look at Ephesians 1 and 6. And the other chapter. Uh, Ephesians 1, 18 and 19. Ephesians 1 and 6 and 18 and 19? Yep. And let me add one more. Look at Ephesians 2 and 7. 
And someone could read those now, but we want to we want to make this our focal um, place of of thinking and meditating this week. Um. Okay. Ephesians one and six. Uh huh. In the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves. Okay. Now let me in tell you what it says. Hold on, before you go on, let me tell you what it says in the Message Bible. It says, "Long, long ago, God decided to adopt us into His family through Jesus Christ." What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by, by the hand of his beloved son. Okay, that's from the Message Bible. Okay. Um, okay, you can read uh, 1, 18 and 19. I pray also that the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he have called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparability, great power for us who believe. That power okay. is like the working of his mighty strength. Okay. Let me read the message for you. <clears throat> I ask, the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensely immensity of his glorious ways of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust in him. Endless energy, boundless strength. Okay? And to me, I really like that one because it says, um, He's going to give us, uh, it talks about what he worked in us, um, his extravagance of his work um, in us who trust him. And it goes on talking about his endless energy and his boundless strength. Sometimes we feel like we're weak uh, uh, in a spiritual weakness, but God has us. And if we learn to lean and depend on his strength and not our strength, we will begin to be able to do greater work in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. All right, the last one, Ephesians 2 and 7. Okay. Okay, it said that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Mm. All right, it says, now God, has us where he wants them, with all the time in the world and the, the neck to shower grace, shower. Think about a shower coming down on your head. Shower grace and kindness upon us in Jesus Christ. He wants to just shower us, just cover us. When you take a shower, you send in a shower, the water just comes down all over you. He showers us from head to toe with his grace and his kindness. That's awesome. You know, we, a lot of times we, we, we see stuff like that and we might not think a whole lot about it, but you think about um, not having that grace. Think about not having it and where would you be? Amen. Think about where you might be today if you were outside of Christ. Amen. 
He is so amazing and he is so loving towards us that he is just, he just wants to cover us, cover us with his grace and his kindness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Any questions or thoughts? All right. So I'm going to bring my lesson, bring, wind my lesson up and kind of bring it to a close. But the last thing I want to share with you as believers, walking in the authority of Christ, seeking to uh, be fruitful and multiply, uh, I want to encourage you to be bold as a lion in exercising the authority that God has given you. Be bold as a lion. Pray for boldness. Pray for boldness. That's the only way because sometimes when we get out and we, we get amongst people and the Holy Spirit may uh, unction you to say something to somebody and your natural man be like, uh-uh, I'm scared. I am, mm-mm, mm-mm. That person don't look too friendly. Mm-mm. I, I don't, I don't want to be embarrassed. You know, pray for boldness so that when the Holy Spirit unctions you to step out on faith, and seek to sow some seeds in the lives of some of other people or water a seed that has already been sown. Because there's some seeds that's already sown. So when we begin to share the gospel, when we begin to share God's love with others, sometimes we're watering seeds. We're not always planting seeds. Sometimes we're watering. And ask God, uh, pray that God had let you be as bold as a lion. And in being bold as a lion, God will give the kingdom of give His kingdom increase. Amen. 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 Are there any thoughts or ideas before we close? All right. Um, I enjoyed the. I'm enjoying the lesson. I don't know about y'all, but I'm enjoying this, and. Uh, I'm going to hold on to those scriptures myself for the rest of this week. I'm going to put them on my prayer wall to remind myself to look at them as I um, pray um, throughout the rest of this week and uh, praying for God to to let me be bold as a lion, that I may step out and help to witness to at least three souls this week. Amen. Amen. And in Amen. my witness, I'm definitely going to let, invite them to missionaries to Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Pastor, that'll be it for me tonight. Amen. All right, everybody. Um, I want everybody to keep Sister Teresa and her family in prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, um, they're going to go through a little something. Um, they're going to take her mom off the respirator and put her in hospice, so be praying for their strength as God's will be done. Amen. 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 All right, with that being said, Sister Ann, we miss you yesterday. Sorry about that. I ain't nobody nobody to pick on. (laughs) Huh? I didn't have nobody nobody to pick pick on. on. Yeah, that's that's the same way it is at Daddy House. My son ain't got nobody to pick on. But I'm for being late. All right. Well, I'll be there right early next week. Promise. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Um, we do have food giveaway this Saturday. 
um, same times at the park. Um, but we do have food giveaways this Saturday. Ten o'clock. Uh, huh? Ten o'clock. Yeah, same time. All right. All righty. We're going to close with a word of prayer. God, our Father, again, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify your name. We pray now, God, that you would bless everybody, Father God, every member of Missionaries of Christ. Father God, I pray that you would increase all of our faith, Father God, increase our strength and courage, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray now, God, that you would bless Sister Teresa's and her family, Father God, as they go through um, they're going through, God, I pray now that you would give them strength, wisdom, and courage, Father God. Father God, when when they get weak, Father God, we pray, Father God, that they will lean on you, God, in the name yes, of Lord. Jesus. I pray, God, that you would just continue, Father God, to administer healing where it needs, Father God, deliverance where it needs, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I I pray that you would use us, Father God, in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Good evening, everybody. Everybody have a great night. Remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. 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 Amen.